and Dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. Kyle, it is time to close out this final April mock draft. Picks 25 to 32 on tap today. Per sources, there's some teams trading back into the first round. At least in one of our mocks. I can't speak for the other mock. But I can say we're going to get uh, a team that you would stereotypically expect to trade out of the first round is going to trade out of the first round. Seahawks are out. Okay. Yeah, Seahawks are out. <laughs> They're picking in mind. So there you go, Seahawks fans. Oh, Don't turn off the pod. We're here for this you. This is why we do two at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be tough to come off this. I've really enjoyed this. So we'll have to have some variety next year with this. Okay. Well, I liked it. No problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick recap. Want to do a read-through? Yeah, first. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, number one pick, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Yes, same. Number two, Washington Redskins, Chase Young. Same. Number three, Detroit Lions, Jeff Akuda. Jeff Akuda. Ooh, <laughs> Jeff Akuda. Uh, number four, New York Giants, Isaiah Simmons. Yes. Number five, Miami Dolphins, Justin Herbert. Yes. Okay, so we both have the same exact top five if you missed the last two days. Kyle, I watched Uh, Justin Herbert go fishing with Michael Pittman on a YouTube video. Yeah, so did I. You sent it to me. Caught a guitar fish. I never knew what that was, but that was fun. Pretty interesting to see an Oregon quarterback palling it up (laughs) with a USC wide receiver. It's almost like uh, his teammates, potential teammates, would like like him. It's funny. I thought Pittman was a little bit more uh, into it. And Herbert was like, man, I just want to fish. <laughs> it's kind of. Well, yeah, Pitt, Pittman thrives on that YouTube channel. If you that, didn't know. That, I, like, I if, le- yeah, I learned that. I had no idea, though. Yeah, and it's like a big, It's he's got like a big following on it. Wow. Surprising. An anonymous scout hasn't come through and said, you know what? Michael Pittman likes to make YouTube videos more than he likes football. We can't draft this guy. Right. Just like the Mackay Beckton <laughs> bullshit yesterday. Mackay <laughs> Beckton likes to cook and eat more yeah. than he likes football. Brothers, we, we, gave, <laughs> we gave Eli Apple a hard time because he couldn't cook. Now we got a guy that can uh-huh. cook and it's a bad thing. Uh, don't get the 400 pounds, Mackay. Uh, we'll be fine. All okay. Right. Uh, Chargers. I have Jordan Love. You had two. Two. Uh, seven, C, uh, Carolina Panthers, CJ Henderson. Same. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, I had Tristan Wirfs. You had Javon Kinlaw. That's right. Jacksonville Jaguars at nine. I had Javon Kinlaw. You had Derek Brown. Yep. Uh, you had the Cleveland Browns trade back to 15. That's right. And the Denver Broncos selected Jerry Judy. I had them. No, uh, Henry, Ruggs. Henry, Ruggs. Right. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, I had Cleveland trading back with Tampa Bay, who drafted Andrew Thomas at 10. Uh, New York Jets, you gave Jerry Judy. Yep. And I gave Mekhi Becton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vegas Raiders, you gave CeeDee Lamb. Yep. And I gave them to Tonga Velo. Fun. Number 13. Is this a trade spot for you? Yeah, I had the Patriots moving up for Jordan Love. Yes, and I gave the 49ers seed CD Lamb here at 13. Uh, 14, I had the Eagles trade up, so Cleveland trades back twice and drafting Henry Ruggs in front of the Denver Broncos. Andrew Thomas to the Bucks for me. Uh, Denver Broncos at 15 for me was Jerry Judy. This was uh, Cleveland for you. Yeah, and Tristan Wirfs. drafted Tristan Wirfs because he was still available. 
Uh, Atlanta Falcons drafted Derek Brown in my mock, and I believe your mock was Caleb on Chase on? Correct. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at 17 took Caleb on Chase on in my mock, and in Joe's mock, I'm going to be Jeff, honest, I don't remember who you gave. Jeff Gladney. Corner. Jeff Gladney. Cornerback. TCU. Uh, Miami Dolphins, you gave them Mackay Becton. The chef. And I, the chef. <laughs> you see, he clapped back already, too. No, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, yeah, but like, who doesn't like pancakes? <laughs> That's great. That's fun. And I gave the Dolphins Jedrick Wills at good, 18. He's a good pick, man. Uh, Vegas Raiders drafted Glef- Jeff Gladney at 19 for me. Christian Fulton, corner for me. Christian Fulton for Joe. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I gave them Xavier McKinney at 20. And I don't remember who you gave him. I gave the Jaguars Jedrick Wills. Oh, yes. Yeah, I fell into that trap. Uh, Browns, two tradebacks. Ezra Cleveland for me at 21. This was Philadelphia Eagles for you. Yep. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at 22. Justin Jefferson for both of us. Yes. Uh, New England Patriots at 23 for me was Zach Bond. I had the 49ers. And 49ers taking C- Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz. Cesar. Uh, Cesar Ruiz. Uh, New Orleans States at 24. Christian Fulton for me, corner LSU, and for Joe. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. Okay, now you're all caught up. Joe, you can go ahead, and I've talked a lot here. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk for a hot sec. Tell us who you gave the Vikings at 25. All right, I gave some weird picks in the back eight. So new names that maybe we haven't thought of as first-round picks. This might be one of them here. Uh, Minnesota Vikings pick number 25. Big need at cornerback. They're going with Jalen Johnson from Utah. Um, I think the NFL likes this guy. Maybe more than I do. Um, he's the type of corner that I can see uh, Mike Zimmer liking, physical physical type guy uh, that, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe has some Xavier Rhodes to his game, willing to tackle crowd receivers and get up in their face, um, has some ball skills. I think he's a little tight, but uh, I think I think Zimmer's going to like him. So this is my, my pick as of now. Jalen Johnson, cornerback, Utah, Minnesota Vikings. And my pick for Minnesota at 25 was offensive tackle Josh Jones. Okay. Uh, Ezra Cleveland going uh, to Cleveland at 21 as OT5 after two tradebacks. We had Jedrick Wills slide a little bit to 18. Uh, the rise of guys like Ken Law and C.J. Henderson uh, kind of helped allow this domino effect where Josh Jones is widely considered in play at 18 in mock drafts for the Dolphins. Uh, he slides all the way to 25, but the Vikings get an athletic offensive tackle to plug in and play uh, and step into the left tackle of the future role. Pairing him with Brian O'Neill gives Minnesota two very athletic offensive tackles. 26, the Miami Dolphins, third pick in the first round. Joe, we uh, both gave them an offensive tackle in Justin Herbert. That's right. 26, I gave them safety, Antoine Winfield Jr. Woo! Wanted to get a different name in here. Wanted to get a realistic name in here. Uh, It seems like the heat on Grant Delpit is that he may slide a little bit. The league may be apprehensive about his tackling ability. I like his ability in single high and how that would project to the Dolphins. Uh, But Winfield tested a little bit better than what we thought 
thought he was going to. So he's got some dynamic explosiveness to him. He's got great football instincts, good bloodlines. Obviously, his father was a long-term uh, impact defender at the NFL level. Joe, did you know Brian Flores' favorite defensive back of all time is Antoine Winfield Sr.? Good pick. So uh, that is pretty telling when you think about the Dolphins wanting to play versatile having players that can do multiple things on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Winfield was the one that made sense. I wanted to stay away from a low-value position, uh, especially Dolphins showing interest in uh, each of the top five running backs, pretty heavy interest in them. Don't take RB1 at 26 when you can get RB4 at probably 56 and get more high-impact players with your higher picks in the draft. One hell of a transition into my pick for the Dolphins here at number Which 26. Which guaranteed a running back. Go ahead. <laughs> First of all, you need to know I coughed all the way to, through your, your Vikings pick there analysis. So uh, thanks for fleshing that out so I could get, get through this. Um, for the Miami Dolphins, what running back do you think I gave him? J.K. Dobbins. No, nah, I didn't even do that. DeAndre Swift, running back Georgia. Why? He's like their best hands in the class. Least interested. Best hands in the class and the guy that profiles really well to a power run game, I think. And that blend, I think, fit-wise, uh, he fits really good. And I think he's a high-character football player that Brian Flores is going to like as the bell cow of his backfield. So um, I know that it wasn't something you would like to hear. I'm just trying to be a little bit predictive here. I think at 26 or 39, they're going to take a running back. So I went with it here. Pick up a litter. Okay. That's fine. Go ahead. Tell, tell me who you gave the Seahawks. Kyle's Besides all Marlon thrilled Davis. about my running back pick. You can tell. I just sucked the life out of him with it. 27, the Seattle Seahawks stay here and make a pick for me. Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle from Georgia. Tell me this ain't a Seahawks pick. There's been some rumblings that Wilson could sneak into the first round, and I think if that were to happen, Seattle is a place that makes a lot of sense. He's the type of offensive lineman they like. Big, long, physical, not necessarily the most fleet of foot, but a guy that's going to quick set really effectively because he's a lot to get around, and he's going to move bodies out of the way. I know that Seattle, uh, they've been their best. They've had their most team success when they can run the football effectively, and I think a guy like Isaiah Wilson helps them do that. Okay, so do you want the good news or the bad news? Both, but I'll start with the bad news. The bad news is I have the Giants trading up into this spot from oh, Seattle. I was not expecting that. Okay. And they are going to draft Isaiah Wilson. Really? <laughs> Is that the good news? It's the same player? Yes, it's the same player in the same spot, just different team. Uh, Giants passing on offensive tackle at four. Uh, this is the same play that Gettleman made uh, with the DeAndre Baker pick, right? This is get up out of the early second round into the first round again. Their starting right tackle as of right now is Cameron Fleming. And their backup is Nick Gates. So <laughs> if you have Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, Spencer Pulley, Kevin Zeitler, and then Isaiah Wilson, you know, it stays true to the blueprint of power style run game, play downhill. You know Gettleman's not going to be be put off. By monstrous size, you think about some of the the track record that he has on the defensive side of the football, and then obviously with the Will Hernandez pick, uh, they like punch and power. And if there's one thing Isaiah Wilson gives you, it's that. 
I, number 28. I think that's very on brand for Gettleman. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I'm trying to, you know, be predictive just like you, but not give the Dolphins a running back at 26. Is I know. You're not. This is going to be your day now. You're going to be mad at me all day because I did that. Yeah. If it was right, J.K. Dobbins, would have been better. No. Baltimore Ravens at 28. They're taking linebacker Patrick Queen in my mock. Patrick Queen being available. You think about the the losses that the Ravens have incurred in the front seven over the course of the last two years with the C.J. Mosley departure and free agency and uh, some of the uh, additional hits that they've even taken on the defensive line as well. They need to make sure this front seven is right. And I think you get a three-down linebacker in Patrick Queen who can make impact plays in coverage. He's got really good processing, good sideline-to-sideline speed. I really love this fit. I know stereotypically they're more of an Alabama kind of team, but I think they'll be all right taking another SEC linebacker in Patrick Queen. Yeah, never took it. They've never selected an LSU player, from my understanding, if all the tweets I read are true. Who do I have the Baltimore Ravens taking, Kyle? Patrick, Patrick Queen. Queen. <laughs> linebacker. I, I just think it makes too much sense. Like, if this is really a scenario – they got to pull the trigger here. It makes, I mean, they have the need there. He's the type of rangy guy that can uh, survive behind how aggressive they want to play up front and gives you some coverage instincts and he can blitz himself. So I, I think it's a slam dunk if, if he were to be on the board for them. So uh, we see eye to eye there. The new King of the uh, Ravens defense is Patrick queen. Wow. Wow. The dad jokes are out of control. They are. Uh, so is, Trading away Jarrell Casey for a seventh-round pick. So Tennessee Titans right here uh, at number 29 overall. Uh, I think they got to go improve this defensive line, which suddenly I think is not as good as it was a few weeks ago. Um, right now, I mean, they've got Jeffrey Simmons up front, who obviously looks like a star in the making. Daquan Jones is a solid player, but who else moves the needle for you on this uh, front? Not much. And I know they like to be multiple. You know, they like to do a lot of three-down lineman type stuff. I think a player that fits that a lot is Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman from Auburn. I like his ability to two-gap. I think he can play five-tech. I think he can play inside if you want to do some, I mean, no stuff with him and have him uh, rush from the inside. You can do some playing at three-tech. I think he can play every spot um, on that defensive line for him. So I think he's a good, versatile fit. I think the NFL likes him a lot. And I always go back to, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Coach Joe, if you remember this clip when uh, LSU was playing Auburn and he went up to Derrick Brown and uh, uh, Marlon Davidson. He looked at Derrick Brown and said, first round pick. And then he went and looked at Marlon Davidson and said, first round pick. First round pick. Joe says that. Yeah, you, so, you know what I'm talking about, Coach Joe. Remember that. And uh, so I got to find a place for Marlon in my first round because if Coach O says it, damn it, it's happening. I also had them going with a defensive lineman, but it's not Marlon Davidson. It's Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. Uh, I really like Gallimore in a attack-style defense, aggressive gap penetration. He can play the nose. You know, Some of the same things that you were talking about with Marlon Davidson as far as playing multiple spots and positions based on defensive fronts and what they want to do, and I think he can win in the A-gap. Uh, he played a lot of nose at Oklahoma. I think he, he's he got the quickness uh, to win in the, uh, the B-gap as a three technique uh, and shoot gaps with confidence. 
Uh, his four seven nine forty yard dash, obviously that comes with a very explosive ten yard split. Far and away his best quality. Uh, not super impressive with his athletic testing when you put him in the shuttle drills, but uh, that forward burst and twitch stepping into some of the reps vacated by Jarrell Casey is a fit that I really, really like. 30, Green Bay Packers. I'll be interested where you go here because you have the guy that I gave them off the board. I refuse to give the Packers anybody other than Denzel Mims. Because (laughs) it is such a perfect fit from a height, weight, speed perspective with what the Packers like in their wide receivers. Yeah. And Mims is much more fluid and has some better body control than some of the other big bodies that the Packers have at wide receivers. So Denzel Mims, I think he's the perfect uh, mold for what Green Bay has gravitated towards over the last few years. But I can't wait to hear who you gave him. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. If he wasn't there for me, um, but maybe if he was, I, I think I would have went that direction. But um, I kind of went away from their mold a little bit. I did go wide receiver Jalen Rager uh, from TCU. I think that they kind of have those bigger bodied guys. I don't think they're lacking there. I think what they need is some explosiveness, guys that can create after the catch and um, complement some of those bigger bodies that they have out wide. And so Jalen Rager, a guy that I think can work more levels of the field and help the spacing of the offense a bit. And I mean, he's a dog. Uh, I think that uh, they'll, you know, somebody to kind of have on some, some drag routes across the field and, you know, give him to the ball quick and, and ask him to create in space. I think Aaron Rodgers would, would like to have a weapon like that. So Jalen Rager's my pick for the Packers 30 at 31. I think this is one of my surprise first round picks. Maybe it shouldn't be have the 49ers picking here and they're going with a wide receiver. Michael Pittman, wide receiver from USC, the guy who took Justin Herbert fishing and caught those weird-looking fish. I don't even know what they were called. Um, halibut? They're catching f- flounder and huh. uh, and uh, guitar fish is what, yeah. what I saw them catch. Those bait fish at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seems like a cool guy. I'd like to hang, hang out with Michael Pittman. But I think this is the type of receiver that uh, Kyle Shanahan might like. Big-bodied guy um, from the West Coast. Um, I think that allows Debo to be more versatile. You can line him up in a lot of different places when you know you have a true boundary option. And um, I think that they need some more weapons in the passing game. And, and I think that Michael Pittman comes in pretty polished that can help them and, and give them that big body outside. And, you know, they've got Jalen uh, Hurd coming back from Baylor, but I still think that they probably want to move him around a bit as a versatile guy. I think they need they need that X receiver, and I think Michael Pittman can be that guy for him. And we keep hearing that the NFL loves Pittman, so I keep sliding him up in terms of where I think he'll go. And uh, this is about as high as I can get. Joe, we have a trade. Oh, another team. Yeah. So, Let me pick. I want to. I want to guess. Yeah. They're not coming up far. Okay. Colts. Mm-mm. It's not the Colts. No. Dolphins. Four first round picks for the Dolphins. No, I thought about it, but no. Uh, the Jets. No. I give up. Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the, the two-spot special here. Yeah, the two-spot special here. They're going to come up. They're going to get uh, a player who doesn't often fall uh, this far. All right. Linebacker Kenneth Murray. Yeah, good pick. You think about for the Bengals specifically in 
the athleticism that they need on the second level versus what they actually have. And Kenneth Murray as an attack style linebacker, man, I mean, I I could not envision him falling out of the first round. And for Cincinnati to jump up two spots, get that fifth year control, you know, this is a very small marginal deal. You know, you got to give up like a, a an early day three pick to get this kind of swap done and San Francisco needing all the picks that they get. They're probably glad to just push back and pick up an extra pick here. Cincinnati Bengals, Kenneth Murray could not get out of the first round with Kenneth Murray, not coming off the board. Yeah. I I'm torn on that, that Bengals pick at 33. Cause I'd love to see them address the, the offensive line, but I mean, a backer like, like Murray makes sense. And I'll say this, here's a little hot take for you. Takes on takes Josh Bynes, the linebacker they signed to free agency was a very underrated move that will help that defense this year. There you go. Okay. All right, are you up on the Chiefs? I am. All right. Kansas City Chiefs, last pick here in the first round. I gave them a corner. I gave them the highest ceiling corner on the board, which equals who? Oh, it might be the same player I gave him. I think it's A.J. Terrell. No, it's Noah Igbahagany. Oh, yeah. Good pick. That's who I gave them. Noah's only played corner for two seasons at Auburn. Uh, was originally a wide receiver. Those uh that athleticism is very apparent when you watch him play uh, his consistency, getting his head around and contesting throws at the catch point is where he needs to get better. But when, and if that light bulb comes on, he's got great attitude. He's a twitched up athlete. He's already showing good transitional quickness and ability to turn and run with receivers down the field. Uh, Kansas city chiefs help bolster their secondary uh, instead of taking their strength on offense and doubling down on it, they're going to make sure they're primed in the long run to be a well-balanced football team. Noah Igbahagany is the pick. And I gave away my pick. A.J. Terrell, cornerback from Clemson. Uh, man coverage skills, he's got them. I think he can step right into that defense where they they need a guy, I think, that can start uh, near one, hopefully, and, and help them out. So A.J. Terrell helps them uh, line up with some of these these dynamic receivers that are coming into the AFC West. So there's my pick there to round out the first round. Kyle, who do the bills get at 54? Who? Uh, Kyle Duggar. Thanks man. Thank you. What if I didn't, what if I gave the, the dolphins grant Delpit at 26, who do the bills get at 54? Then you're either getting Jeremy Chin or Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> All right. All right. I see what you did there. All right. Yeah, good. I'll give you good players. If you give me good players. You like DeAndre Swift. You don't want him at 26, and I understand that. Right, right. I gave you Becton at 18. That's true. I'd still stand by my statements, though. Predictively, throw off the, what, the hopes. The, the Dolphins wait until 39 to draft that running back. They I should. think so. Yeah, they should. Do, because I don't, I don't see a pathway for a running back going the first round at all. Right there it is. That's that's the path. It's the Dolphins. Right, but, it, but if if... If that's the path and you have the seventh pick in the second round, yeah. why would you take it there? You shouldn't, Kyle. But I have to give you something to be a little mad about. All right? This is, I thought we were doing this predictably. I was. Okay. So, real quick. We got a, a hot sack here. Yeah. As we sign off, um, who was it? Somebody said... Here you go. 
uh, in Rappaport. I had a general manager tell me the media is wronger. We won't talk <laughs> about the use of the word wronger about mock drafts this year than you guys have ever been. Point being, players are going to be taken in places no one expects. Who is the biggest surprise along the way? In terms of player drafted in the first round that we're not thinking about? Yes. I think I tried to throw some in there in my mock of guys like Michael Pittman, Marlon Davidson, Isaiah Wilson, Jalen Johnson. I don't think those are frequent first-round guys in people's mock drafts, and that's why sure, I try that to incorporate them. That doesn't count. What, what do you mean? Because you just predicted those. I, you got, I got to go deeper into the well? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jake Fromm, Jeremy Chin. Uh, Man, if Chin goes round one, I will be so happy, but also so sad. <laughs> Ross Blacklock? I don't, I mean, Albert Okuwebenam? Who? What, what are we getting into here? I don't know. I was just hoping to get a good nugget out of you. And now I got a soundbite that says you think Albert Okuwebenam is going to go first round. So I'm happy. I'm looking at Gil Brandt's top 150. He's got Matt Hennessy at 34, Zach Bond 33, Brandon Ayuk 30. I, I would be really surprised if Ayuk went in the first round. Me too. But I mean, the, I wouldn't put the league past it, but I would be really surprised. He's got Davidson 36. Man, he's got he really Albert at 39, Oka, brother. So. He's got Okawegbanam at 39. What in the world are we looking at here? Jordan Brooks is a buzz game. Is he a linebacker that gets in the first round? Jordan Elliott at 48. Yeah. Maybe these are the names. We're, we're, Those are the names I was fishing for. That's great. All right. Listen, we're done. T- on uh, Monday, Jordan Reed is going to join the show of the Draft Network, and we are going to work through our – uh, predictive top 100 players drafted. The Huddle Report does this every year. Last year we did it. I believe we got 80 out of 100. We're aiming for the top spots. So we're going to bring in Jordan uh, to help us out formulate the Draft Network's predicted top 100. Not in order that they're coming off the board. Just is this player a top 100 player? Yes or no. So you might not get the final draft but you're gonna have 30 to 40 minutes of us trying to talk through it and figure out who the hell those guys are gonna be so you have that to look forward to on monday make sure you hit subscribe come back and see us again kyle Krabs sign off joe Marino. thanks as always for listening to the draft news podcast